Greetings, you bunch of photosensitive pheasants. We have returned. Episode 97 of The Post Show. Middle 100 coming up quick. I don't know what we're going to do for that. I don't want to think about it. Um, this show is brought to you by The Comic Book Shop on Bank Street, 128 Bank Street, thecomicbookshop.com, or on Instagram, comicbookshopbank. Uh, they spell shop, S-H-O-P-P-E, and uh, they have a fantastic selection of merchandise. They've got comics. Shocker. They've got manga, figurines, all kinds of collectibles, Gundam build kits, magic cards. They've got everything and they support the show. So please support them because they bring this show to your ears. What do we talk about this week? We mess around a little bit in the beginning before going incredibly deep on Jujutsu Kaisen. And it's season two, episode nine. We get deep on the spoilers. Um, there are spoilers every on the on the internet right now, everywhere on the internet. I'm sorry, I'm tripping over my words. I'm excited, but we talk about jujitsu like a lot, like 30 minutes a lot. Okay, it is a really big week, lots of dissection to happen, so we deliver. Then we get into Mushoku Tensei season two, episode 12, finale of this core. Um, I'm gonna let that conversation speak for itself. Okay. Then we get into the news, lots of really fun news this week, very movie-heavy news cycle. Then ZOM 100, and we wrap up on the Q&A. Enjoy. Oh, hey there, Grant. Hey, Dave. Sup, Chung? Sup? What's going on? Playing some Cyberpunk, I see. Ah, see, I was wondering if you would pick that up. Yeah, because <laughs> you probably haven't played it in a while. I'm guessing. No, I did. Um, I I let uh, I fired up Steam to let that beefy update come mm. through for uh, 2.0, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> I almost. I actually we were talking about before the play. I my I've been my attention has been focused on another game at this time, but mm. uh, that is now in the bag. Uh, I'm him and Han if I want to do another play in it, like a new game plus thing, or if I want to jump into Cyberpunk. But it's. Uh, that Phantom Liberty update. I watched a lot of reviews for that, and yeah. it looks tight. Tight, 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 tight. I can't remember how much did you play, if any, of Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk? Yeah. Um, I played a fair, sh- probably about 20, 25 hours when it okay. first came out. Yeah, but I was oh, playing. Right. But when it, but when it came out, yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I was so I was I was one of the lucky ones because it's laughing stock now, and it's an non it's a non existent service, you know, at this time. But I played it on Google Stadia. Oh yeah. At the time, I you know I had a like a very at the you know at the you know when it was originally purchased, it was like a great you know powerhouse laptop, but it was not doing anything, and you know there was all the console problems. So I just took a swing. I said, you know, I have a Google yeah. Chrome. Let's just see how it runs, and it worked like really well. Um, you know, but there's just I think we were talking about uh, the game glitched out. It was like my guns wouldn't stop firing, so I would burn through all of my ammo, that's and funny. I was just like, it sucks. I'm like 20 hours into this, I should probably like you know. Yeah, well, that's crazy. Then I just never went back to it. But yeah, I mean, it's funny. Like when I picked it up, you know, I was like, "Wow, this is like maybe the like the nicest game I've ever like nicest modern game in terms of graphics, immersion, sure. world building, just like everything." I was like, "This might yeah. be like the highest quality game I've played." It is yeah. a sports car, like truly, like it's, it's unbelievable. And yeah, the yeah, yeah. the Phantom Liberty update they just did. I mean, the only negative part for me is because like I came to the game so late in the first place that like mm. I ha- I'm not even done my first playthrough, and I'm not really a multiple playthrough guy to sure. begin with. Um, but I'm only I was like 25, 35 hours in, and then like they like vehemently suggest or recommend yeah. that you restart your playthrough because they change so many mechanics and skill tree stuff and engine related changes and all that stuff and i was like okay fine so i've restarted i'm maybe like five hours in now what what um what do you pick corpo street rat uh so the, what are the, the desert people yeah nomad um nomad. my first playthrough i did street kid my second mm. playthrough i did corpo nice. I, but i didn't finish the like the save is still there the street kid save, save is still there sure but like well, is there I, not like a free respec due to the update like you can't there, just do that and then you, kind of so keep going with what you're doing you can but like their point is like yes you can log in and just respec however like we have like and it's i'm already noticing differences only a few hours in they're like we've like l- seriously retooled all of act one like all, the story is even different as well like oh. it's such a major change that like the game teaches you how to play with all these new mechanics like early on in early and mid game too Mm. And they're like, if you, it's kind of like, um, 
I don't know, I was going to make a shitty WoW expansion exam- example, but like they're just saying like if you want the best experience, just start over. And I was like, you know what? Like I I have like I have an issue sticking with games and like yeah. this one has stuck and I just have a feeling that I'm going to keep playing anyway and it's like fuck man, if I'm going to get 100 hours out of this anyway, I mm-hmm. may as well play it, you know, in the way that they suggest is like the optimal way to play it. Just playing a little longer. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, and yeah. you know what, dude? I'm fine with it. Like, it's cool. it's the closest I've ever been to, like, quote, full immersion. Like, I think I've told you before, like, they do these subtle things. Like, I'm, I'm playing with cans on all the time, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Anytime you get into a gunfight or a car or, like, the context changes, they just pump, like, deep, te- intense <laughs> techno in your eardrums. Yeah. And it just works. Like, the, you know, the... The ray tracing in the game, the lighting, the future, like the vibe of the city, like they just get world building. Like they really, really nailed it. Yeah, anyway. that's the studio. Like I, I know, yeah. you know you talked about this before, but like even the Witcher, you know, which the the Witcher game, specifically, you know, uh, Witcher three. Yeah. You know the the little thing like this, the minutia, the, the minutia of the minutia. It was like what they really excelled at, and it would just you know I'd be like scratching my head, like how did they think of this or how did they do this. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, You know what, man? I think I'm going to put... Because uh, I just beat Lies of P, so I think maybe I'll jump into Cyberpunk switch back up to a shooter. Yeah, I mean, especially with uh, like the update they just put out. Like, you mentioned you already downloaded it. Because there's an optional expansion that you can pay 30 bucks for. But, like, mm-hmm. the update, with all these changes and improvements to the like the bug fixes and just everything, like, that's all free. You know what oh, I mean? yeah, I would, never, I would never jump into uh, the DLC without being... Like I said, I've, I've you know, I haven't too much of the main story so i wouldn't uh wouldn't want to jump into the dlc i have heard the radio station they've added in phantom liberty is amazing oh a lot a lot of uh online talk about like there's a lot of things that people are talking about but it's like the things like that i'm like oh yeah like that's sticks out you know like a, another radio station you know what i haven't like, tried it yet but now i will yeah so, but yeah man it's probably weird. related to dogtown in some way but yeah uh, you know what i was gonna say earlier about like why you would be proud of me you know what i did today what's that i fixed my whistling toilet Oh, what was the solution to that? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm flushed it three four times. Flushed it really hard. No, <laughs> I I'm like two for two on this actually. Actually, I've done this now three times, dude. Three different toilets. I just have a lot of toilet issues. I was gonna time. say if the issue keeps repeating. No, no, no. no. Toilet, <laughs> Maybe I'm not fixing it. it. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, two different homes, three unique toilets total. Okay. Um. All, like, adjacent issues, not, like, the exact same issue, but in the neighborhood of just replacing the $2 seal valve. Sure. Like, or, like, some of them, there was just, like, a clog, like, in the valve, like, just, like, mineral buildup and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, the one I had replaced today was just, like, a. I was like, you know what? I've heard that whistling before. You ever get, like, a, like, you know about this, like, handy yep. people are like, oh, mm-hmm. your sink is uh, leaking. It's probably the something something, right? Sure. Like, they just know, like, intuitively, because they fixed this thing so many times. Mm-hmm. I heard the whistle, and I was like, I looked at Sam. I was like, you know what? I think I got this. <laughs> I think I might be capable. And I, and I, I replaced that seal today, dude. I was like, you can't, I just can't believe how quiet this thing's filling up. I can't believe it. <laughs> I'm going to go play some cyberpunk. <laughs> Water bill's through the roof, dude. I've been flushing the toilet every 30 seconds. I'm kidding. Well, I'm not really kidding. But anyway, pretty pretty stoked about that. So that's, um, I guess that's a way to be like, tell me you're middle-aged without telling me you're middle-aged. I am proud of you, Dave. Thanks, bro. Um, okay, that's enough foreplay. Should we talk about Jujutsu Kaisen and uh, one of their best episodes to date? To, yeah, it's This so is a funny. big, spoiler-heavy have... episode on Jujutsu Kaisen, Season 2, Episode 9. It's a big one, so like, there's your spoiler warning. We're gonna get into all of it. I really appreciate um, the heads up that you sent me because it was a total role reversal. The week prior, I had sent you be like, "Hey, like, have you seen this?" And you had already had, but like, you you had sent me a text message Thursday of like, "Yeah, you have to like tonight's the night." <laughs> you know, like this is gonna get spoiled, and the internet is going insane with spoilers right now. It's it's probably some of the most unfun behavior I've seen uh, in the yeah. anime space in a while. It's everyone's just being a bit of a spoil sport like i have dodged it so far so i am quite happy yeah it's weird that we're both lucky but it's funny you're right like because that was a you know i do sometimes jump into the post episode like discussion threads and i saw that a lot like yo there's spoilers everywhere and i'm guessing people are spoiling 
stuff to come like not just the contents of this week's episode like they're going yeah. way ahead in the manga and revealing well, what happened it's like yo don't be that don't be that person like why would you there do was, that there was an interesting kind of like stars aligned moment because last thursday like this very big you know momentous episode aired but also like the newest manga chapter was released uh, and apparently it was a dude like people are you know comparing it like to people's reactions to the shibuya stuff like of similar caliber oh, of really? like oh shit moments so like you were dodging both sides of it like the anime only mm-hmm. and then the people spoiling the anime and then people like the manga reader spoiling it you know as, as a whole it was it was like an absolute war field it was insane no but uh no dave this was a fantastic episode holy cow yeah best, what a treat what a treat best they've done in a while it's hard because jujitsu cousin does have a lot of really really good episodes so i'm not going to mm-hmm. be like oh is it the top two like we're not going to do that right now we got a whole season ahead of us and then we can yeah. talk about you know what some of the best are but but this is definitely one of my favorites to date mm-hmm. where do we even start um do you want to like go through the episode or just our thoughts on it let's just do maybe it's just some thoughts like going through like you know i think there's two like really main things about this episode mm-hmm. um well let's just start with uh one of the big bads just got iced like like yeah. it was nothing uh r.i.p hanami um yeah came as a shock dave honestly um i, I love thought, it I, I do love it but mm-hmm. in the moment i was like you know when i've talked about this before i have a problem sometimes like you're just like so stuck in the thing that just happened and these episodes are so fast paced you know it, it just continues to tell you like well, no, no no like i am still like thinking on you know her eye thorns being ripped out of her face and then crushed oh into a wall God. um you know so it, it's like you know i've seen like a little bit of oh yeah like that's you know like there's no way she had plot armor but like to me like i thought she was big enough of a villain who had such a presence in season one who was such a terror in season one to have her just like so like it was it was more than just offhandedly killed it was it was like dominated yeah but like it was so like of an afterthought like it felt like nothing and it just kind of like racks your brain of like oh like this this is another tease of like what people talk about with this arc, right? Like it's little moments like this that should be bigger, but like there's just so much going on. It's like, yep, yeah, on in the next thing, you know. It's uh, and even like the characters around, they don't have time to think about it. Like uh, you know, Jogo can't think about it. Like just has to try and stay alive and try to outmaneuver you know Gojo. It's I don't know. It was yeah, blue- I, yeah it was yeah. on the on Hanami's death. So I loved I loved that. I mean, I think Jujutsu Kaisen does something that like. And I'm, they're doing something with Gojo, and I mean, you know, the show is probably going to change kind of radically uh, mm. based on the ep- like the events of this episode. But like they've been doing like the whole Gojo thing kind of backwards, like since the beginning, where like the good guys have the quote big bad. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Like, they, yeah. It's a total role reversal, and it's like every time he shows up, they tend to break a lot of like shonen rules. And I, I thought this was like a good example of that. You know what I mean? Like, they have this plan. Everything is seemingly up against Gojo. It seems like yeah. the per like we talked about it last week. Like it seems like the perfect way to f- like finally outmaneuver him. And they've really, really planned this like super well. And it's like, oh no, like the hero is gonna lose. And it seemed to be really going that way. Like there's a lot of twists and turns that we'll talk about in this episode. But like. It was one of those things that we were talking about last week, like you take a swing at the king, or you take a shot at the king, you best not miss kind of thing. Yeah. It's like even then they weren't going to get out clean. No. You know, there was going to be a casualty, and I I loved how savage he was in the fight, like yeah. the voice acting, the uh, just like the choreography, the direction, how brutally he killed Hanami. Like like mm. you mentioned, like he has this demonic look, dude. I've I've seen this episode. Like he's enjoying it. Like he's enjoying it. Yeah, I've seen this episode like a hundred times at this point because of I've, it's it's going crazy, obviously, on the reactor circuit, yeah, and I'm sure. a sick person. And I watch that yeah. crap, but like, there's this frame of him like the moment Hanami stops using domain amplification and goes in with her technique, his mm. technique. I don't know if they ever gendered Hanami, but um, the, like oh maybe, maybe not. I feel like I I, I, was, I think they had referred, referenced her as her at one point. Okay, I thought so too, um, but. The moment she goes in with her technique and, like, stops the 
the plan A, the domain amplification plan, you see Mm. that like look on Gojo and he just goes in so hard and so fast. He sniffed it right away. Rips out the eyes and just the way he smushed her like a bug. Mm. That was a, that was fucking killer. (laughs) It's it's so more on like what you were saying or like the role reversal. The, one of the things that I jotted down was not only did like, has he been like the, you know, like the way they did, he's the big bad in season one, like, you know, perspectively and all that. And then we get to this point, but they even monologued the ghetto team as like, as if they were like the main characters of like Naruto, you know, like, it, yeah. like it, everything felt like they were the good guys. You're like right. the way they were talking amongst each other, like their inner dialogues, the way it was kind of shot. It was very like, it, it was just fun. You know, like I know they're the bad guys and like, we're not rooting for them. Cause like, you, you know, you don't want Goji. It, it's, the way they played on everyone's expectations and wants and needs and, and you know, kind of cravings for the scene to play, it was just, it was so all over the place. It was yeah. like a beautiful mess. You know, I loved it. You know, now that we're talking about it, you know what it, like, maybe stick with me here. This might be a bit of a leap. Yeah. But, like, go. it kind of reminds me of, like, the Z fighters fighting, like, Frieza on Namek. Or, or like, Ooh. it kind of reminds me of, like, just, like, a group ensemble taking on the big bad. And the big bad's, like, always antagonistic and yeah. fucking with them verbally while, like, doing really mean shit. Like, do you remember, mm. like, Frieza, like, I don't know, talking crap while he murders Nail on Namek and shit like that? Yeah. It's just, like, like Gojo's calling Hanami, like, a weed and asparagus <laughs> and uh, just smushing. You know what I mean? Like, he's having yeah. a blast while he's just murdering. And, I mean, they're not, quote, people, but you know what I mean? Like, you could yeah. tell that and I think this is interesting, like, Jogo was actually bummed that Hanami died. Yes. They seem to be more than just, like, these cursed objects incarnate. Like, they, clearly, they have speech and thought and planning. Like, they're intelligent. So, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think that's very interesting. Um, But, yeah, enough on Hanami's death, I guess. Um, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. what else what else is big this episode i mean i think the i mean we found the missing budget for the locust fight right yeah dude. we, we joked about that but it, apparently it wasn't just us man no no it was Leanna or I said that video of uh, the clip from Step Brothers, the dad in bed of like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. Know, just the locust shots. I've been watching that over and over. It's so funny. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, there's a couple things like I like. At one point, I think, is it just after Hanami goes down, Mahito shows up, and you get that line of, like, oh, like, you know, you're the guy, and then, you know, Gojo kind of putting together who Patch faces. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, because we get the fourth, um, I don't know the character's name, but one Choso. of the four, the four brothers. Yeah, um, it was three brothers, I think, because we killed but two. But he's the fourth. Or, no, because one got away. We killed two. We killed two. Yeah, because I think they were just... that fight? I think they were... Well, no, there was... Um, I don't know their names. There was the guy with the uh, wings on his back. Yeah. Like, getting musty. Yeah. And then the other one was this big green blob. And Itadori and, Nob- and Nobara kill those two. I feel like... I thought there was... Three. Anyway, so he's the third or fourth. But what, he's, he's the, the last one living, right? And he looks the yes. most human. He's got the makeup. And just as a quick note, like, I see fan art of this guy fucking everywhere. Yeah, dude. So... Every I'm time you go to a bookstore, you know how when in the manga, in the book sections, there's like always every few volumes or editions of a book, there's one that's like front facing. Mm-hmm. It's always him. Yeah. For whatever reason, it's always him. I find that so interesting that I wonder if it's like a mandate set by a bookstore or something. But uh, yeah, I just, he has been like on my bucket list of like, I wonder when this guy's going to show up. Yeah. And uh, we got some eyes on him. But, yeah, him uh, and Mahito turned things upside down, right? When Mahito, like, showed up with all the transfigured humans, yeah. and they started just slaughtering them. Yes. The interesting thing, oh, to try and, you know, like, trying to trick Gojo, and then also, like, him kind of, you know, putting... That was a really nice scene, too, of, like, kind of, like... It's probably the bigger part of the episode, but Gojo's trying to analyze everything and yeah. his best options, and to see, like, his eyes go, like, all right, well... We gotta, you know, people are gonna die. We gotta end this, you know? And, like, when he kind of turns it on. And seeing all this curse is kind of like, oh, okay. Well, didn't expect that. That was good writing, dude. That was, like, like, we know what every show does here, right? Like, everyone, and it feels like it was, like, a tip of the hat of the dialogue or the author or whoever, whoever. Like, it's, it's Jogo's monologue going, 
tongue twister, stick with me, audience. <laughs> Jogo is the one saying in his head, he's saying, Gojo is not Itadori, right? Mm. He's like way more experienced. He's yeah. capable of cold logic, right? And then we switch and we hear Gojo's thoughts, and he's like, I just can't save everyone. Like, I yeah. can't let them play me. Otherwise, I'll lose and everyone will die, right? So he was like, mm-hmm. you know, the, if the best case scenario is here is I exercise them mm-hmm. and people have to die, like, so be it. I'll, like, I'm just going to get the job done. And even then, he seemingly finds, like, a, he finds, like, a stopgap solution with the domain expansion thing that you were just getting was that to. Thir- 30 fourths of 0.2 seconds something like that unreal like just the quick bullshit math like i'm sure it, yeah i'm sure if you really sat down but it was just it was so random but also felt so right for the character like just kind of chaos you know his whole power is kind of like the cosmos and yeah you know, my grab you know gravitational pull and all that i just thought that was so funny i did but, not uh, love and this is not a jujitsu kaisen thing this is like anime wide you know i don't know if we've ever talked about it on the show um like intense action scenes with a lot of frames like the dimming thing they do now see what what is everyone's been complaining about that i i do not i did not understand what people meant by that or like like the kind of you know the the uproar of it Uh, so i mean i didn't god i don't want to butcher this topic and not do it justice but here's my understanding is that, and I don't know how new it is or how long it's been around, if you're listening and you know, feel free, but I, I, I've seen it in several animes, and it's like a technique that they intentionally do, and I think, this is a big asterisk on think, that it's like to, it's like a seizure warning thing. Like, you know, like, a, it's like a the frames are changing so fast, there's so many lighting changes, I think they're like trying to like lower the overall cro- contrast and brightness of the shot, to like, hmm. I don't know, make it less risk risky for anyone that might get triggered and uh, that has any kind of disorder that might trigger oh, some kind okay. of a response. Um, but I, I can't think of many ex- examples. I know Attack on Titan has a few. They're just ex- extremely graphic, heavy shots that often have like really fast changes in lighting. Hmm. Like if you look at, um, like I don't know, like the you know how brightness is measured in nits. Yeah. On uh, on panels like that, like if you look at the rest of the episode in the subway, and then look at the scene of him running in that like stop time sequence, like the sure. screen is like visibly darker. Hmm. The animation isn't worse; they're just, just literally it's like it's they're literally tur- a lighting issue. It's literally like they're turning down the brightness. Hmm. And I was like, oh, I wish they didn't, like there's a lot of detail here. They're doing a lot of cool stuff. It, it makes it kind of harder to see. I feel like I didn't know. I've watched it three times. And I really? Feel like I never. It's noticed. yeah, on a, on a big screen. Yeah, OLED. I wonder if I'm on a no LED, so like it's maybe no. They they darken the whole brighter. image, the whole image. Really? Eh? Yeah, yeah. It's the whole thing. Like uh, if you, I don't know if you YouTube like anime dimming or something. I'm sure. I did see. I, I've seen a lot of clips online of like what it'll look like on a Blu-ray, the Blu-ray version right. where they don't include the dimming. Oh, I didn't know. Um, that. Apparently, cool. anytime stuff goes to Blu-ray, they take the dimming out. Oh. Um. But uh, yeah. Again, that's just what I saw in a couple threads cool. online. But yeah, I don't know. Like, it, like I said, I, three times I never picked yeah. up on it, so there's okay. something wrong with me. <laughs> no, I mean, maybe not. Um, let's, should we get to the big reveal? Yeah, should we jump to a quick Q&A question from uh, Avanax? Shout out. Yeah, well, let's let's uh, set it up first, real quick. Um, and then, and then Avanax, uh, we, we have a Q&A this week, but Avanax, our number one fan, sent in two. And I think one of these questions really sets us up, and it makes sense to talk about it now. But the reveal, obviously, being that, like, after this domain expansion scene, Ghetto appears, Gojo finally loses his composure. He's exhausted. He sees his friend. We've just seen a whole prequel arc explaining why he would be, like, visibly shook, right, Mm. because of his relationship with ghetto we've seen the movie we have we now have as viewers like a lot more context right and then like mm-hmm. the big reveal is like ghetto's like oh it's not me there's actually a fantastic line of dialogue by gojo um saying all of the information provided by these eyes and you know he's mm-hmm. got like the six eyes uh by these eyes is telling me that you are suguru ghetto down from your body to your cursed energy my soul is rejecting that mm-hmm. who are you unreal who the hell are you and then that's <laughs> That's so when Ghetto gives us the reveal, right? And we re- it's someone entirely. They don't give his name. No. But it's someone else entirely. I you know it's a curse. 
Well, this... Okay, so here's my question. Yeah, like... Mm. Well, I mean, we're going to get to it in a sec. Um, but we don't know exactly who they do succeed in sealing him. Like, we don't see Gojo get sucked up, but... No, like, moments before yeah. you know, the box closes. And he says to the uh, to himself, this is checkmate, right? Like, mm. he seems to know he can't move, he can't do anything. Oh, and then also, last scene of the whole episode before we hand it off here, um, Mekamaru, who we thought was dead. Yeah. Um, Big question mark. And how, yeah, Yuji just has, like, an earpiece on. <laughs> yeah, and it came out of nowhere. Like, I don't, yeah. like, I don't know. I'm sure they'll explain that, but very odd. Um, just says Gojo has been sealed and then cut to credits. So the next conversation we'll have is this is what, what, uh, Avanak said. Some of my manga reader friends said that when they got to the ghetto reveal, they were disappointed that it wasn't actually ghetto because it could possibly erase the nuances of conflicting feelings from people who knew him, you know, Nanami, Shoko, Gojo, etc. That would happen during this arc. Now that it's just an unknown villain with, you know, for now unknown goals, how do you guys feel about Marionette Ghetto? I think that's a really good question. Very good question. Thank you, Abinak. Thank you. Um, I mean, torn, right? Like, I'm very torn. The reveal is probably the most conflicted I've, I've felt about for the good and the bad of this show. Um, yeah. I, so it's tough, right? Because you realize that the conflict between Gojo and Ghetto is over. Yes. And it, it already peaked in Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. Mm-hmm. And that movie wasn't really about the two of them conflicting, right? It was more about Okatsu, yeah. Yuta. Mm-hmm. And, like, that wasn't a Goto, Gojo Ghetto story. So if you're looking for a Gojo Ghetto story, like, there's not a lot. Like, there's the prequel arc. You have hidden, yeah, you have hidden in, inventory. And that's, and that's kind of it. it. In, in looking back on everything, that's really all we get. You know, all the other stuff doesn't kind of matter now yeah um, so it's and i think we along with like a probably a pretty significant portion of the audience i think everybody loves that right like yes. the duality of their relationship where it went wrong i think a lot of us were kind of excited to be like how is gojo going to deal with him when we re- when he realizes he's back and he's been pulling the strings marionette pun intended but like it's not ghetto who's pulling the strings mm. it's a complete unknown yeah, so, I, oh my god, dude, I don't even know where to start. This is 25 it, minutes in. Oh show. my god. <laughs> I, I feel, but it's such a good episode, we have to. No, it's an amazing episode. Yeah, I know, we're not, we're not going to rush this. So, yeah. it's it's interesting because I think they did such a good job with Ghetto and Hidden Inventory. Like, getting to know him and seeing kind of like, the you know, him crumbling apart. And... I think I'm sad to see. I I, gen, I think he's one of my favorite characters um, in the show, especially the taste we got with him. I think it's just cruel, honestly, <laughs> because we got such a good taste of him in Hidden Inventory, and then I, you know, we I think we are all looking forward to you know Gojo being like, oh, like I killed you, like how are you still here? And then we would get the explanation of how he came back. Yes, and but then I, yeah, they, maybe they would have a whole new chapter between them, but like that's not. We don't get that. I feel I feel genuinely set up and then cut down midway, yeah. which you know probably the intended purpose. Um, you know, like I, I I have seen like it's some people say it's some bad writing and it kind of takes you know like you know an, like Abenak could point out like maybe kind of takes some of the nuances you know of all mm. these other characters, but really at the end of the day, like the only person that should be like truly surprised is Gojo because he's the one who put him down. Yeah, right. for sure. Everyone else had, you know, relationships, you know, you know, Nanami and Shoko, but, like, at the end of the day, like, Gojo is the one who put him down. So, in that moment, the biggest reveal has kind of happened. So, you know, I think the weight of it still matters. Like, it still feels earned, like we say all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm not as puzzled in thinking about this new villain as much. I think it's an interesting concept of, like, you know, a potentially brain curse that can just hold on to all the abilities and, you know, the personality. Like, yeah. you know, that is fascinating. I like the taunting line of, like, oh, how, you know promising of you gojo just like leave his empty body there for me to crawl into or like even like <laughs> made yeah. a spot for you know uh uh you know the you know me to like fit into his head or whatever but um yeah i don't know it's i think the big yeah. thing you know my take is like and and the, the problem is the manga readers know the answer to this but sure you know the question it, it ultimately comes down to is how well does this new villain serve this story Mm. and like how does that 
how would that measure up to if it was ghetto all along? You know what I mean? And it's, it's like, I guess you could get, if you want to be a pessimist, which I'm often accused of, it's like, did they like kind of pull an animeism, not an animeism, but you know what I mean? Like a mangaism, if you will, to be like, no, no, it's a bigger and badder villain. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you thought you got rid of villain A. It's actually the even mm. worse villain B. And it's like, we don't know how it's going to go, how fun this villain might be. They might, you know what I mean? It might be like a complete breath of fresh air. I don't know. Yeah, the interesting thing, and I'm thinking about it now, is, you know, Gojo in Zero and in parts of, you know, the prequel of season two is Gojo is surrounding himself, or sorry, Ghetto is surrounding himself by curse users and people that align with him, not necessarily curses. And when you think back, he's only been rolling with curse curses since season one like there's no because he had like that whole crew right. he had those girls that were under him i don't the assumption is they haven't we didn't see them get killed you we know i know a not. couple escaped on zero i believe yeah um that's true so it's kind and of also that... there from the beginning it's just you know maybe that's why mm. you know, jogo is around them and all that you know, and hanami kind of side with them because they know you know whomever was a curse inside him it's funny you say that too because like right when you said it's obviously a curse i was like i mean is there a world in which this is a person with a technique like, Tengen you know, has an immortality technique of switching bodies and using vessels. Like, could this mm-hmm. be a human? Could very well be. You know, like I said, I, I just assumed... Yeah, like, again, I have no insights. I just genuinely assumed it was a curse. Yeah. But um, it's funny, in contrast to, like, with Mechamaru, who is, like, remotely, you know, doing his thing, and they kind of teed up his throwdown with Mahito and Ghetto, you know, a couple episodes ago, and, you know, what is body, and you know, where do you operate from? It's, That's it's true. very 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 cool stuff like dave my jaw was on the ground and i it's so funny you know we were in the group chat and i looked over at leanne i'm like you sick fuck I'm like, yeah just hold on to this the whole time she's she was freaking smiling ear to ear when we were i cannot believe episode. she knew that stuff though because she did you say she's yeah. caught up on the manga uh she's not, so actually she got burned by this new chapter um she, she got spoiled a, ahead of time yeah well she has she ran up to a certain point but she didn't completely finish like mm. obviously episodes had or chapters have been released since she was caught up. Um, so she's probably behind by like, you know, 20 or so odd chapters. And uh, I think she got burned by this new wow. chapter 237, you know, this big episode that came out last, or big chapter that came out last week. So Damn, dude. so she was like, yeah, oh, this is a weird feeling. Like it's spoiled on the show. I, I was caught up on, but I'm like, wow, that sucks. But uh, yeah, yeah. So, this is a big one to hold on to. I guess, uh, yeah, I mean, I, all that's left to say is like, stunning episode great great everything like i you know mm-hmm. i don't really have any notes like i thought i thought it was so good i thought it was so fun it was fun up it was... and down music action l- reveals tension final you know what i mean plot movement like yeah it, it had everything it man. was a complete meal in an episode yeah and, and For not even a finale too which is like really nice to see. yeah and we cared you know what i mean like we had mm-hmm. really deep investment in all these characters and their relationships and it just fucking awesome it's every One now and then thing... episodes like this come out and you're like, yes, anime. Yeah. Fucking you. Yeah. <laughs> this is why we watch it. Yeah. You know, like for, for shit like this. But um, there was an interesting back and forth after the reveal where Yuta is brought up. And, yeah. you know, because like we, we know Yuta is, you know, related somewhere down the Distantly, line from yeah. Gojo. Um, and he's quit, you know, this potentially cursed brain makes a point of like. We should, you know, I he... think, just call him Ghetto until we have a name or Curse yeah, Ghetto him, or something. Yeah. So Curse Ghetto or whatever. But, um, it was interesting for him, like, not, like, out of nowhere, but it was. Just, it felt like Yuta was name-dropped for almost no reason. Yeah. Like, again, context, it makes sense for him to be bringing it up, but, like, it was just like, oh, like, you thought Yuta was the answer. Like, you're wrong. Like, you know, just, you know, uh, yeah. you, don't, you have the six eyes, he doesn't. I'm like, oh, that's an interesting thing to bring up. I thought that um, was maybe, like, lazy foreshadowing of, like, lazy is going to show up. Lazy. <laughs> Yuta yeah. is going to sh- show up shortly. Yeah. He better well, be in this season, dude. We got to get him and... He has been, yeah. We got to get him and Itadori in, like, a joint fight. (sighs) You know, spend the rest of the budget, dude. Just do it. I stand by it. Like, you know, I was really in on Yuji when I watched that first. I I thought he was such an amazing character. Also, like, no Sukuna yet, which is very interesting. Nine episodes in. But only three of the current arc, right? Four of the current arc? Three Uh, or four? Three, uh, four. Because it was five episodes. Right? Yeah. This was nice. Okay. So. Um, but yeah, time. I don't know. I think after Zero, I was like, wow, like this is the main character that... I think it had said after a review, like if Yuta had been the main character of the show over Yuji, it wouldn't have... Like, yeah. I think 
you know, they're same but different in such really cool ways. So. They did him so well in that movie, yeah. dude. Yeah. Um, but I hope he comes too. And oh God, we could just go forever on this, but we got to move on. But <laughs> at the end of Jujutsu, the movie, they ha- they show Yuta like with Gojo, and the they kept calling him the foreigner, the the black guy that Gojo yep. fought mm-hmm. in the movie with the whip. So it's like, and you had mentioned like a lot of Ghetto's cursed allies, like the humans were MIA. Yeah. I am curious if we see any of them again. And like, what was Yuta doing with him in the first place? Mm. So much, so much to find. And what, it, how is Mechamaru alive? Is he alive? I guess we'll see. Fun stuff. It's so funny. Sam was like, oh, you know, it's the first real TV. Like if they don't die on screen, like they're not dead. And then I was like, I don't know. You don't really get anime the way I do. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> The a thought the I had I is Mahito being the cruel fuck that he is, is he put Mechamaru back in the chair. Oh God. Yeah, that was that's what I've been thinking about. That'd be awful. That would I be hope awful. Not. On brand. <laughs> I love Mahito, dude. He's so good as a villain. <laughs> He's such a bitch. Oh my god. I know. Can't wait for him to get his ass kicked. I love him. I hope he. I hope he goes forever. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. So animes, there are highs and there are lows. And <laughs> that being said. Let's talk about Mushoku Tensei. <laughs> season, uh, season 2, episode 12. Yeah, I'm kidding minor, and not, because I ruffled some with some takes on this. But, Did uh, you? Oh, I can't wait to get into that. So, it's not coming back in January. It's coming back in April, Mushoku Tensei. Oof, tough look, yeah, dude. So, um, yeah, I, like, wait. Okay, you no, know, you know what? Let's get one out there. The erectile dysfunction arc comes to, comes to a satisfactory climax. Has risen. See what I do there? <laughs> I... Oh, dude, wait, no, sorry. One last Jujutsu Kaisen thing. I have to right. say this, because we're not going to talk about it. Have you caught some of these references? The Do you see the Joker in this episode? The Joker? Yes. Um, so on the subway, one of the humans is like the Joaquin, is like the Joaquin Phoenix oh, Joker. Oh, yes, because it's Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he's in the Joaquin Phoenix getup. And uh, they put Android 18 somewhere on the subway like a couple episodes back. <gasps> I, thought, I thought I had recognized... I thought there was one character a couple episodes ago. I was like, oh, that looks really familiar. What is that? Is it 18? Yeah, like it's not like, you know, literally her character model. But no, it's like, but like, you know, the hair, the outfit. Like, I'm, I got to find the screenshots. I'll put them on our Instagram at Part-Time Otaku Podcast Fuck yeah. uh, soon. But I was like, oh, yeah, they're doing like the reference thing, which I appreciate. Well, the, sorry, the other cool thing, too, is we found out where all those people disappeared at the original incident. that got sucked into like the yes. mass. They, and then they were dropped on Gojo. I was like, oh, there they are. Yeah, so that's see, like they're more, mostly fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, Mushoku, like, dude, what do you want? Uh, Rudy looks more like Paul than ever, by the way. Yeah. yeah He's really... aging. Time is passing. I Time appreciate passing. that. Um, they're getting married. <laughs> yeah, him and Sylphie consummate. He yeah. tries and fails at first. I don't know, dude. Like, it's... <sighs> You know, I saw um, yeah. a really interesting tweet by Jeff Thu, the Mother's Basement guy. Okay. And, you know, he had said, you know, he you know, he's loving the season. He's a big of fan. And he's like, you know, like, there's a lot of things, you know, to complain and gripe about. But he said, at the end of the day, uh, you know, I'm paraphrasing what he said here mm-hmm. in a couple of tweets. But at the end of the day, not many shows even come close to capturing a truly magical and fantasy world like Mashoku does. Right. And, you know, I couldn't agree. With, and we've said that before. I agree with that, you know, too, yeah the scene of like the bears didn't disappear when they killed them in episode one or two, you know, like, like yeah. it's not like an isekai. It's not like a gamey thing, even though like we kind of got a little touch more of that this season with the mm-hmm. other, uh, isekai girl. But, um, I don't know. It's again, I do agree. This world really, really unabashedly is itself in this setting. And you kind of, you know, fan service aside or, you know, over the top fan service aside, you know, it's, it is beautiful to look at and the world is lived in and breathe, you know, breathing and, you know, the what like their walk back post like the cave reveal at the beginning of the episode was stunning animation like yeah you're I right could, i took a screenshot standing, of that them standing by like the the semi-melting waterfall the or the, or waterfall thing half yeah. frozen waterfall it was just like pff, 10 more minutes of this would have been great you know but yeah no you know you you make a good point like we to focus on the things that are really great about it like mushoku tensei does a stellar job at like world building and making you feel like you're in Rudius's environment. Mm. Right. I think, you know, maybe to cap off this season or this core for me, it's like, you know, 
it feels like ultimately we got three or four episodes of like fun adventure uh training arc stuff and like world building and plot advancement and then like you know seven or eight of or maybe six or seven of like um kind of adolescent relationships and like a, you know a legit erectile mm-hmm. dysfunction arc like memes aside that's what it <laughs> yeah. is about it's about kind of heartbreak too and you know anxiety and all that stuff and it's just like it was so out of left field i didn't see it coming and i just thought that they would get back to the adventure part and they kept doubling down and mm. i think i was more um taken aback by it than anything and that's not to say it doesn't work it's just definitely not what i signed up for i guess and sure. i'm not trying to be critical i'm just trying to be honest like I just, you know what I mean? If I knew it was going to be about this, I don't know if I would have signed up. Would have waited till. Uh, would have waited yeah. till we could binge the whole season, maybe. I, I think, yeah, at the end of it, this would have been way more bingeable. And it wouldn't have been even better if, like, the second core was also waiting for us as well to kind of yeah, jump right, right into that. Be- um, but yeah, from but what I hear, yeah. the second core is going to be fantastic. Yeah, the internet wouldn't stop. Like, all the comments, you know, left on your uh, reel there and, you know, just other stuff I've read on, <laughs> on Reddit. Um, but yeah, I, so there was a couple interesting things at the end of the episode, you know, that kind of loop back to the bigger picture and the bigger mission, you know, Rudy's yeah. trying to find his mom and whatnot, or like yeah. his mom is next on the list of people to find. Um, the prince, like prince, uh, not Ariel, that's his ex there. Uh, what's this Aris. princess's name? Eris. No, what's this one? Her name is Ariel. Sylphie, Eris. Who, who are you talking about, sorry? The princess? There's like Luke, Sylphie, oh, what's Asura? Saturday? Anyway, so the princess character, you know, yes, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. Whoever Sylphie is serving, you know, when with the episode where Sylphie kind of crash lands into her world and she hides her, and like I think there's a like something along the lines of like I'll find my use for you, or you know, you will be useful to me. Yeah. And at the moment of you know, I just thought of like she seemed like an innocent character, and I was like, oh, you know, she probably needs like having a protector and this and that. But then the moment of like she pushed, pushed and pushed Sylphie to go after you know reveal herself to Rudius. And because she wants, you know, After Quagmire, <laughs> she wants Quagmire to be like in her pocket, you know, and like it didn't feel malicious, but like she, and she at the end of the day, she got her end goal. Yeah. And she locked up, you know, Rudy and Sylphie. True. And he makes the line of like, you know, I would rather stay out of political stuff, but like if my, my girl is like in direct danger of it, like I'm sure going to step in. And I was like, that's kind of a cool line, you know, but like. The scene, as cheesy as it was, of like, here, I'm here to thank you for, like, you know, allowing me to get a boner again. Mm-hmm. Kind of hilarious. But, like, it was funny. I don't know. It's And it set up this bigger plot. They're going to go find the mom. And then there's going to probably, like, the next big, maybe season three story is, like, them taking back the crown. Like, I, I can see the parts moving, which we have not seen in a while. You're actually, you're like, you're totally right. I feel yeah. like, um, and I'll be honest. Like, I was a little checked out, and I was like, okay, like, we're tying up loose ends before we take a break, and it felt like that was a total afterthought. They're like, okay, we spent 23 minutes on boners, here's one minute on, like, politics, and I'd kind of checked out, but you're right. Like, it does, when you say it the way you just did, and you frame everything that way, it's like, yeah, Mm. okay, there is, like, there's progress in the plot now, and it has a direction to go. And yeah, you're right. Like uh, we kind of got played. Rudy got played, not like a fiddle, but like this. This was a political move by the princess, and he feels very aware of it, which is yeah. which is good. It's not like he's gonna be all dumb, like oh, like I can't believe you did me like this, you know, like you know, I yeah. sh- you know, da, da, da. but like he, like you know, he is aware and like he knows, yeah. and he's conscious of it. So that's that is nice. It's just a tough season <laughs> yeah. to defend, man. Like you know what <laughs> I, I mean? Know. And I like it's funny because people are defending it. But it's like, when I talk to, like, hear me out, okay? Like, when I tell people that, like, we have an anime podcast, they're like, oh, wow, that must be niche. And I'm like, well, yes and no. Like, it is fucking huge. You know what I mean? Like, the genre is only getting bigger. You know, film, the film industry has been, like, permanently impacted by anime and anime movies. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's all that. But then there's this part of me that worries, like someone's gonna come in the room when i'm watching mushoku tensei you know what i mean <laughs> yeah and I'm like, well yeah. no this isn't what i this is not what i meant you should watch akira <laughs> like you know what i mean it's like, <laughs> like i don't you know what i mean because it's kind of it's a little bit absurd and that's it, not yeah, a crazy yeah. absurd take. is it's, the right word it's a little absurd um okay i think we can move on 
Unless yeah. you have anything else on. Sure. No, 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 no. I am, we, I am looking forward to the next core. I, I am too. I, I, but, I'm uh, genuinely going to watch it. I'm genuinely going to watch it. It does feel, you know, <laughs> it's funny. Like I'm, I can't uh, pick a, can't pick a hot or cold when it comes to anime. But like this summer was kind of a break, you know. Yeah. You know, we had Jujutsu Kaisen, Shoko. <laughs> you know, we weren't really watching much else. Like Leanne and I are watching uh, My Happy Marriage on Netflix right now. But nice. It's pretty much the only, and then it's on 100, obviously. But that's been so all over the place, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. which you know we'll get to. But yeah, uh, it, I am looking forward to this fall season. Um, it, it, I, I like having lots of shows and comparing and seeing what different studios are doing and different types of storytelling. So it's, I don't know, like I'm glad Mishoko is kind of done now and it's kind of like the last little piece of this season that's like wrapped up and I'm yeah. ready to move forward, which again, we'll get to all that later. Yeah, we are going to give a little preview yeah. here of the fall lineup soon. Um, okay, first let's break it up with some news. Yeah. There's like some cool movie stuff happening yeah. um, right now. I mean, maybe we'll start with Blue Beetle, which... I think James Gunn kept saying, like, this. it's technically the start of the new DCEU. Oh, really? Yeah, because, like, I think it, like, opens a new canon or whatever. Oh. You know what I mean? And uh, it's not... It, it is going to lose a substantial amount of money, it seems like. Um, yeah. Blue Beetle ends its theatrical run at $70 million domestic, $125 million worldwide. Production was $108 million, so they made it relatively cheaply, but that's before marketing and before theater cuts. And Sorry, is that seventy million plus one twenty five or just no. one twenty five? One twenty five total. Yikes! One hundred twenty five million worldwide production budget, one hundred eight million for marketing before theater costs. Not great, but I'm going to follow it up with the second piece of news because it's very it's very rele- relevant. Uh, Denis Villeneuve, my homie, says that Oppenheimer. He's my homie because he's Canadian, yeah. I guess. No, I know. Um, says, Oppenheimer reminds us film is an art form and not content. Paul Thomas Anderson calls the $900 million gross for Oppenheimer, quote, nature's way of healing. It's such a perfect PTA quote. Yeah, <laughs> that's him. <laughs> it really, like, that's like, I don't know. And, I'm, you know, we're not sitting here cheering for a superhero movies to fail, but as people that saw Oppenheimer and loved it. It, you know what's from weird? two like s- intense directors like this it's kind of neat to see i do i do not know why and like i, I like almost all of paul thomas paul thomas anderson's movie but i read that quote nature's way of healing and the first thing i thought of was phantom thread for some reason oh, and yeah. like all day i'm like i really want to watch phantom thread again it's been years so, it was really good i like that one a lot. here's some inside baseball for you that you and maybe a subset of a subset of our listeners might might know i haven't seen phantom thread um i haven't seen a lot of his films but i (laughs) you know i'm i'm deep into the asmr sure algorithm not nothing weird okay before viewers raise their eyebrows or (laughs) listeners rather um but did you know the phantom thread movie has like a small cult following on asmr no i had no idea yeah there's i've i've seen like a bunch of videos it's daniel day lewis right yeah it is daniel yeah, it's him and like the like unintentional ASMR of like him like working on stuff. Oh sure. Because there's a lot of really satisfying like scenes of him like cutting things, I guess. Oh, Dave, it's such a beautiful movie. You yeah. It, well, he got nommed for that, didn't he? Yeah. Well, everything. Oh wait, PTA or no, no, no Daniel. Yeah, it's not made for everything. <laughs> yeah. What a dude. Okay. <laughs> what a dude. Um, 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 um. So there's been some other press too, like Martin Scorsese, you know, his Killers of the Flower Moon is coming up in a couple of weeks there. So he's also on a bit of a press tour. It's so funny because he's the polar opposite of what uh, Denis Villeneuve and uh, PTA are saying. But uh, yeah. he had a quote that film industry is gone. <laughs> well, <know>? he. <laughs> like... I feel kind of bad for Scorsese, to be honest. Um, he, yeah. Did you did you watch that video I sent? Did, I watched it... some of it. I didn't get through it all. I saw a couple of the quotes that were pulled Who out. Who does of it? it? But... Is it GQ? I think that one might have been Variety. Variety? Yeah. Okay. One of these publications do like a... Or no, it would have been GQ because Zach Barron wrote that one. Yeah, it's... Uh... Okay, yeah. They, it's like a... They do that whole going over iconic characters with movie mm. stars. And they do um, going over your iconic movies with Scorsese. And like watching that video, realizing like, holy shit, this guy has like left such an imprint on cinema. Like... Yeah. And, and he gets in the weeds, dude. Like, listening to him talk about Taxi Driver, about, like, how he intentionally moves the camera away from things you think he's trying to show you. Mm. Like, I was like, holy fuck, I need... One, I need to see this fucking movie. But oh, it's so depraved. It's so good. Oh, my but God. two, I think 
he is seeing that his career is nearly over. And I think, and I'm not, I don't think I'm projecting here. I think he kind of says it in a lot, in more or less different terms. But I think he's more or less just saying he doesn't recognize the industry from the one that he grew up in. And that's That's probably true, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's hard to argue that that's not accurate. But mm. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna see Killers of the Flower Moon in theaters. We should both see it. Yeah, there we go. My uh, my goal is to see that birthday. Yeah. Go yeah. See that. Yeah. All right. Love a good uh, depressing birthday movie. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, reports are coming out that uh, once the strike is over, uh, you know, obviously lots of projects are gonna get announced. But the one that's kind of kicking out around today is Greg Daniels is attached to a reboot of The Office. Dave, is this the worst idea or the absolute worst idea you've heard today? this this is it's it's way too soon like it's way too soon way too soon like you can do and you know like people don't want to hear this but you can do reboots maybe successfully but like you need a lot of time like you need an absurd amount of time and you need to like shed ip change the name you know what i mean like you can keep like pieces of it and be successful i think but like how long has the office been off the air like, well, what, 20... I don't know. It's too soon. Yeah. It was in the no, teens, dude. Yeah. Well, the thing I don't understand is, like, if you have, you know, historically great, you know, comedy writer Greg Daniels attached to, like, do another, you know, office-type show, like, why not do another office-type show? Like, don't do The Office. Like, use, you know, I don't know if it's he wants to do it or it's NBC pushing to, to get knows. it done there, but... I don't know, like, like look at Parks and Rec. You know the bring Mike, um, what's his name there? The he was a, he was a writer on The Office. Herman Trout. No, Mike Herman. Can you imagine? But uh, it'll, it'll come to me later. But like you know, he made Parks and Rec, and then or he worked on Parks and Rec, and then he went and did The Good Place, and like more shows of that ilk where they don't just continue be, to innovate. You know, like, don't be sad that it's over. Be happy that it happened. Yes, just I don't let know. the show be. You know, yeah, like but this go write something for The new. Office. I I've never understood the mass meat like you know like almost like the you know the the brain cult brain think of the mm-hmm. office post its ending like it was on lots of people loved it mm-hmm. and i don't know it's just like you know maybe it's like you know middle age or getting middle age of me there but i i don't understand like the still today obsessiveness of the show yeah. i loved it i watched it when it was on tv total class you know, i've watched the dvds i watched it on netflix you know like i've watched countless reruns of the office but like i i don't think this is needed no i don't know it's, it's like not. the friends thing too like you know similar not quite as big of a, or like the office doesn't have quite as cultural impact i think as the fr- friends had but it's the same thing like just the over and over and over of it like it, it, it is the same thing it's actually it's funny that you bring that up because like friends is it has got is has been over long enough and and seinfeld you know just they kind of get paired up together a lot maybe unfairly but what i'll say is like it's been over long enough that like we've had time to get to know the actors behind that show Mm. and like they did the friends just did the reunion a couple years ago right Mm. and like i think the weird thing is you realize that like that show really was lightning in a bottle like they've done bits where they do like faux reunions on late night talk shows Mm. and you realize like they all look so different they've all (laughs) changed so much that like Again, we say this, we've said this before, like, you can't go home again. No. You can't go back. You Even if you pay, paid them all the money in the world, like, you're not going to strike twice. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and it's funny, like, a lot of the stuff that comes out after all these, all these reports and all these shows have won all their Emmys and it's all over, it's like a lot of these actors, like, fucking Matt LeBlanc, Matt Perry, notoriously thought it was a dumb show. Yeah. Like, half the time through, through some of the most classic bits that we've seen, we now know that Matthew Perry was like hungover and on coke. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's not what you think it is. And like, it was special for that time, but like, you can't paint by numbers, these things just by calling it the same show and getting the same writer. You know what I mean? Like, it's not gonna be what you want it to be. Just mm. let it, I don't know. Maybe, fuck, maybe I, I am a little too half glass empty. Maybe we are middle-aged. I don't know. Well, the, the thing about the office is like, if they're going to do it, like, don't try and re like bring everyone back. Like if you're gonna I mean, don't do call it, it the office. Don't call it a, the office reboot. You know, like if if you know if they got like one person, like you know if it was Creed. You know, oh man, well yeah, Creed would be there. I I would actually if there, this is probably like a, an unpopular opinion. 
of anyone to come back, I would want Creed and Angela. I think Angela was perfect for the. No, for I'm, I'm good with that. Like, you need some someone... of my favorite moments are Angela moments. You need someone familiar, but you can't. You know what I mean? Not like two main cast. Yeah. You know Michael Scott. You know, try and redo that again, or like yeah. they would never get Steve Carell to come back. And even then, like I would be shocked if you try did. to redo the blueprint. You now need like okay, good luck. Go find a new Steve Carell. Yeah. Like go find a unbelievably charismatic comedic actor that can like make the audience's skin crawl with his presence. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're just mm. I think you're setting yourself up for failure a little bit. Okay, enough of that. Um, enough. Well, we okay. Let's just talk Zom One Hundred, and then. <laughs> We should we should also say that this will be the last episode we're covering for an undetermined amount of time, <laughs> because the show is on indefinite hiatus. Unreal, isn't that hilarious? I think we kind of saw it coming. The, the this was the like the uh, near automata blueprint. No, we're good. Delay one week. No, we're good. I'm gonna delay a week, and mm. we're indefinitely gone. <laughs> I think they went out on like a decent high note. Um, Zom 100. Yeah, like Big time. this is a great. This is a great episode. The soundtrack of this episode blew me away. It was so good. Yeah, it, I think the bummer is that like it's clearly the beginning of a new arc. Yeah, and final, probably the final arc. Yeah, because this is probably only twelve seasons, right? Or uh, yeah. twelve episodes, only three left. Yeah. Oh yeah, my guess. Um, so like, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a bummer that we don't know when it's coming back. But like, we go home. We get like his parents are alive. It's complicated. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was a it was a good episode. I I do think the new character I forget her name already, but like she actually kind of fits in. Beatrix. Beatrix fits in. Um, I, I the, really like the idea of like anti Akira, like the evil Akira. That's Guitaro. Which is it? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that sounds so familiar. <laughs> oh no, I mean his look. Like I, oh, I, I mean look. I would believe you if you told me it was the same voice actor. But he yo. This dude looks like Yutaro, and he also looks like the villain from Licorice Recoil. Oh, that's who I was thinking of. Fuck, I was good place. I was like, this guy looks so familiar. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I like interesting concept. They because the show has been so positive, and like with you know, the setting, you know, the zombie apocalypse. They really, you know, they kind of it's kind of fun. It's not squeaky clean, but it's like really fun. And they just, there's just this scene setting up, like, you know, the, the evil Avengers of ZOM 100. And I was yeah. like, this is, like, so fucking dark. Like, that dude's like, I want to rape women. And I was like, Whoa, Oh, yeah. yeah I it was they like, literally you know, put that in there. Yeah. And then, you know, like, I want to burn my office down and this, this, and I want to shoot a real gun. And I don't know. It's just like, this is, like, so not the show, but it's perfect. Like, but this it, is what the show, this is, like, the realness of the world, right? Like, this stuff is going to happen. The show does do this thing where every now and again, like when, you know, when we almost, we, when Akira almost hooked up with that girl in the supermarket and she gets, she gets bit seconds later in yeah. front of him or when, you know, even in the pilot, I think he goes to his crush's house and she's oh, already yes. dead. It's like, um, they do bring in these like, remember it's an apocalypse show moments. Mm-hmm. Even like the, there was like a bit of a funny one at the end of last episode where they all get in the spring and it's infested with zombies <laughs> They're like, climbing up the mountain in their friggin' towels. Yeah. yeah, like, they do try to, I don't want to say bring you to, like, a grounded level, because it is a pretty fantastical show, but they do try to be like, yo, it is an apocalypse. Yeah, they do remind you it's a horror setting. I know? love that they, like, they literally did, like, the opening shot, not the opening shot, but they did that iconic shot of, like, Akira running mm. away from zombies. They did that with the bad, this new, do we have his name? I don't know. I, I'm just gonna call him Gyutaro, but like he was running away from zombies the same way Akira was, and was like mm. he, but he was stoked about it. Like they were both stoked, but for very, very yeah. different reasons. He's the anti Akira. I'm saying it. Yeah, man. <laughs> His dad is sick. Akira's dad is sick. Yeah, probably gonna die shortly. Interesting. They really. I, f- I feel like they did a good job capturing. Um, like we've seen it in other shows where they capture like the country life and it's sometimes it's kind of like very like you know yuck yuck you know like kind of silly and over the top but it's it it, we kind of get that everyone's kind of like partying in the the one house when they first show up but yeah i don't know it's just they kind of captured the nicety of it all and you know kind of now they're gonna tear it down or attempt to tear it down a little insulated uh, community somehow yeah and yeah this guitar dude is letting everybody in yeah so yeah i mean whenever we see that i'm sure we'll talk about it we'll break loose and yeah we'll talk about it um should we get yeah let's do the q a right yeah um okay so 
the Q&A we put on our Instagram at Part Time Otaku Podcast every Monday on our stories. If you are interested, you can uh, respond to it and we'll answer your question here on the podcast. Abenak had two really good ones this week because, again, she's number one. Um, and we had we kind of answered the first one about jujitsu. So the second question she had sent is, what are y'all planning for watching for the fall 2023 lineup? Mm-hmm. Any new shows catch your eye? Um, Vivian and Grant, or Vivian asked us about this as well earlier this week, and my answer is, like, I tend to just watch what Grant sell, tends me, <laughs> tells me to because he has a pretty good read on what I'm into. Yeah. Sometimes we'll get lucky. Like, you know, I'll see a trailer. Like, the, the one trailer that keeps coming up, for me, Grant, in my, like, algorithm, is the, the Cowboy Bebop guy. Show, is it Lazarus? Oh, Lazarus. Okay, yes. Is that is that the show name? I think it is, eh? I believe it's Project Lazarus. Project Lazarus. It's like the creator of Cowboy Bebop and association with someone else. Is that this fall? No, that's the thing. Is like That's the only thing I know that's upcoming, and I don't even know uh, when it's coming. I do believe... I hate to break... I think that's a 2024 joint Bond. there, Dave. Not, but, sh- uh, not shocking. Um, uh, but funny enough, there is... Some, some, one, one of the shows on my list is called Pluto. Um, it's from, it is set in the same world as that classic, classic 60s anime, Astro Boy. Okay. Um, so the author of that made like a dark side story of like a detective in setting in that world. And, you know, cause the, the whole, I guess the whole society is like, there's robots and all that. And there's a hierarchy, like, you know, a lot of, you know, Eastern storytelling and, you know, dystopian storytelling. Um, uh, but that's like a Netflix original coming out and it looks amazing. Uh, there's Ooh. been a lot of hype for that. Um, so that looks cool. Uh, one, it's fun. So Leanna's uh, setting me up here. So two of her favorite mangas that she's reading right now are both getting anime adaptations this Ooh. fall. Uh, one is Undead Unluck, uh, which cool is a, sh- a Shonen Jump uh, se- series, um, comedy action. Uh, I think the the premise is the the male character like cannot die, like he just like like resurrects instantaneously, like his body, <laughs> like you know, if he, his head gets cut off, uh, his body kind of like grows back immediately. Uh, and the female main character, uh, I feel like if she comes in contact with anyone, like, you know, she gives off bad luck kind of thing. Usually people probably die or tend to die at some unforeseen time after she comes in contact with them. So they make a good pairing. And they make a good pairing. There's a whole bigger story. She loves it. It's, it's like, she talks about it all the time. She is so excited for this show. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. That's a really good pitch. I'm very interested in that. Yeah. Next week. It's silly. Like, it, it's goofy. She's told me as much, but she said okay. it's, she's really excited to see, like, you know, because... You know, the she's read, you know, she's been reading it and she's completely caught up. She reads it week to week there and she's like, Oh, I wonder who's gonna be the voice for these characters. It's gonna be really fun to, to Boy, jump she's, into that. She's deep into it, huh? Yeah, dude. Like, you know, where's the thing? Oh, Leanna's got it. <laughs> That's funny, eh? Okay. <laughs> one I okay, wait, I lied though about uh, the obvious one for the record, because we'll be covering oh. it, is Attack on Titan, the last uh I don't know if you call that a fall show. It's November 4th, I think. We'll yeah, cover it immediately. Um, so that's that's a big one for me and for the podcast. So we'll definitely be covering that. Um, we'll what else are covering? So the other, another one, another the Anna joint, is a show, um, or a manga, and soon to be a show called, uh, comes out this Friday, actually. It's called Free Ren, Free Ren uh, Beyond the Journey, or Journey. So Beyond Journey's End. Beyond Journey's End. Have you seen any of this? No, I just read your notes when you okay. sent them to so, me. <laughs> really really cool um premise is it's like the demon king has been slain you know it's like been years later and the main character is an elf so she's like kind of like outlived all the original party that kind of defeated the demon king and she's kind of like retracing her steps like through her journey and there's like apparently either the apprentice of one of her former you know party members or like the grandson of one of her former party members kind of links up with her and she's kind of recounting her day again it's very i've seen there's a lot of talk about this online like it's Hmm. apparently so the thing i think you might find interesting is is people compare it a lot to mushoko tensei in the fantasy world setting it's not an isekai it's just like a fantasy story Hmm. where it kind of captures the magic of the world and all that and it kind of you know for the most i think it keeps apparently it's very like kind of positive and happy-go-lucky to a certain extent it's i don't think it has the even the remote etchiness of uh Mishoka tensei or tensei mm-hmm. but so that's one i'm really looking forward to um there's one called shangri-la frontier yeah. um it just looks silly as all get out like a dude with a bird face <laughs> and it's like playing in, like it's like a vr mmo and uh, I don't know, the animation looks amazing in the trailer. It, it reminds me of Zom 100, actually. When I watched Ooh. the trailer, I was like, damn, that looks really good That's for like, what this, the silliness of the show probably is. 
Uh, what else did I have? Do you have the list in front of you, Dave? Apothecary Diaries? Oh, yes. This is the one. This is my algorithm show. It's been pushing me nonstop. I'm not sure if this is Netflix or Crunchyroll, but it's set in like uh, ancient China. Hmm. A little girl. It's she's not sure if she has magic powers or she's really well tra- trained in like early medicine. And she saves the life of the emperor. And he's kind of like, well, you're not going anywhere because you saved my life once kind of thing. Like, let okay. me repay that it's like a historical drama. It looks really, really cool. It reminds me of that My Happy Marriage show we're watching right now. So I will be jumping into that one, like for sure. It looks stunning, insane, yeah, yeah. insane animation. Or what I do without you, dude? I'm taking care of all these pilots. You'll let me know which one, which ones to watch. I think yeah, Undead Unluck sounds up my alley. Was there another one that you had said was maybe my alley, or was it Pluto? Pluto sounds something you might be into. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Cyberpunky then... for you. We've got, and then we've got two returning shows, Spy Family Season 2 mm-hmm. and Dr. Stone Season 3 Core 2. Yes, sir. Excited for both. So there's a there's a lot upcoming. I don't know if we're going to cover all of it every single week, but check back. How about you listen to us, okay? Mm-hmm. Subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Music. Rate the show, and you can find out which ones we cover. And we'll we, let you uh, know also. We're, we're going to put a Q&A, uh, like a Q&A type thing on Instagram, just listing some of these shows and... Let us know which ones you think you're going to check out, uh, yeah. whether it was us or if you're going to check out anyways. We'd love to hear. Yeah, and if there's say. a show that like we haven't listed that you think we should watch yeah. this fall, tell also us. tell us that too, because we are amenable people, okay? Yeah. I think that about wraps it up this week, dude. Yeah. Okay. God, what a fun, what a fun little episode. We did 30, <laughs> over 30 minutes on uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. You gotta love it when anime hits like that, huh? Yeah, man. Just, you it can't get it out door. of your head. Slams the door. Yeah, man. Kicks the door in. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Shout out to the comic book shop on Bank Street. Thank you for their continued uh, support. Like I said, follow us on Instagram at part-time otaku podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts and on uh, Spotify. Just support us on all of the appropriate social media tools. Also, we're on TikTok now, too. So probably also part-time otaku podcast. But follow us there. We're putting out a little bit more content these days. Um, Let us know what you think of that. And you can listen to us uh, same time. Next week, Grant, go ahead and say the thing. Bye, guys. Cheers.